Hey, what's up, everybody? Mm-hmm. It's So What Now again. Vic laughing in the background. <laughs> off camera. Off camera. <laughs> off camera today. It don't matter. It's fine. Um, we have a special guest in the building. He's been on the podcast a few times, and it won't be his last again, as I said this for like the third time. Michael Cuesta. What's good, brother? What is good, Vega and Vic? You know, just chilling out still, here, bro. Still, in a, you know, still living in a panini. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, just a little panini these days. A little you know? panini, yeah. Lesser and lesser every day, right? Yeah. A little bit, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So it's funny, man, because I know you're working at a at a uh, COVID site clinic right now. Um, they kind of got converted over to it, right? Uh, yeah. So working down in Boston at MGH, um, kind of front and center with the employee vaccination clinic. Um, we've seen probably like 50,000 people get vaccinated all in. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, 10,000 of those people already got all two doses, whether it's Pfizer or Moderna, but yeah, front and center in there. Moderna's broke. Moderna's what? Broke. <laughs> Pfizer all the way. I got the Moderna, so I hope you're hope you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, man. Oh my god. Nah, nah it's funny because I was just about to talk about that. Yeah, I got Pfizer. Mm. What's the what's the key difference between them? I haven't much I haven't much looked into any of those. I'm pretty I know sure they're just vaccines. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm not an expert on any of this, obviously, but I'm pretty sure that the way that it reads the mRNA or creates mRNA, I'm probably wrong both ways, is identical. But I for some reason the turnaround time for the second dose is longer for the Moderna vaccine. I don't think it has to be well, as long as Pfizer. I don't think the Moderna is actually an mRNA. I think the Pfizer is an mRNA, while the Moderna uses a a dead actual virus. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Oh, really? So I think they are. They're different. Yeah, in them in themselves. Hmm. Yeah, I do think they are different because I'm pretty sure the Moderna one uses a dead virus. I hope a I'm right. Virus? I'm pretty sure. They do a dead virus, yeah. They use SARS from like a monkey, and then they use that. And then Pfizer is that one that is actually using the, the mRNA that basically makes your body mutate itself, so you can make antibodies towards um, the spike proteins. Okay. But I mean, at the bo- at the end of the day, they both make spike proteins, but they just do it in a different way. Yeah, that's that's correct. Actually, no, you're right. Yeah, no, the Moderna still uses our mRNA. Huh, I don't know. I'm not, well, I have to look at that because I know they're different. I don't know. But you know one big difference right now, though, me, me and you, Mike? Two out of three people right now. <clears throat> Wait, I'm sorry. Vega? You were, you were cutting up. Say that again. You were cutting off. Oh, am I, am I back? Yeah, you're good. Oh, yeah, so what yeah, I was yeah. saying is that two out of the three of us have gone the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd like I'd like to hear that that one out of the three of us, you know, say say why he's against getting the vaccine. 
And will he ever get it if he changes you know, his mind? You know, I, I was I was against it at first, but now I, I necessarily uh, don't mind it, to be honest, because um, as someone who did get COVID, I mean, it's it's weird because it can, it can impact in such different ways. I mean, all three of my brothers, like all three of us of, of the siblings got it and we all got impacted in, in different ways. I mean, I technically was the most symptomatic. I had, uh, you know, like muscle fatigue and whatnot. But I guess I was just thinking out of like, I don't know, out of like fear at first. But um, I guess this is something that like, it's, it's very legit and I think I will get it once it's available to me, I'll probably be like the first in line to be honest. <laughs> so Mike, is is MGH meeting their goals for the amount of people they want to vaccinate in a certain period of time, um, even though it's just all employees? So I've spoken with the with all the various practice managers that have come through that clinic. Um, it, it's basically taken the whole hospital to run that place. Um, but they were saying that we're actually super ahead of schedule um, in vaccinating employees. And they're even considering, um, depending on the supply, obviously, they're considering moving over to, to patients if possible um, within the next month or so, um, which, is, which is a lot sooner than we'd heard anywhere else originally. You know, I was hearing like March, maybe May for the general public. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, over 50,000 people have already gotten vaccinated. All employees, though, um, I think they were shooting for maybe like 35, 40 by the end of um, this month or partway through. Yeah, you know what's uh, crazy is the amount of sites, the amount of sites that are just volunteering to distribute yeah. these vaccines. It's pretty cool that Fenway Park and Gillette Stadium are doing it. Um, Fenway Park is a little iffy for me because, like, you know, being right in Boston – it's kind of hard to find any like type of like transportation or parking stations. Um, but Gillette is a little easier um, for those who are in the Southern part of Massachusetts. Um, it's easy parking space. So it's well, if you think about it though, Vega, I forget the street, but the back part of Fenway where like the buses can go, that there's a street that actually mm-hmm. connects that back piece. They can actually make a drive through yep. really easy if they wanted to. Yeah. Just by opening up that street. And they can just send people there and just one way in, one way yeah. out. Well, the issue is... Because I know some places in New Hampshire. Go ahead. What was that, Mike? Well, I was saying the drive through thing is a good idea, but at the same time with with the observation period that they're making everyone do. Oh, that's true. I forget. Yeah. I forgot so most that. Most yeah. there for like 15 at least minutes, if not 30 um, just to make sure they don't have any. Yeah, like, that's what uh, that's what they're doing in New Hampshire right now, because they're. I think they just started rolling out this week, uh, for the, the individuals who can take a sixty-five plus. Really? And they've just been chilling there for fifteen minutes. Yeah, fifteen to twenty minutes in their car. They do it like legit from their car, and they come out to you, and you just inject you right there as you're in your whip. Hmm. So it's pretty cool, I think. They're making everything easy, man. Which is everyone has? I think that's the next phase, bro. The next phase of just like medicine is is adapting towards you know um, the virus itself. Medicine. Yeah. 
that's, telehealth. That's <laughs> hey, all that. But but day two, day two of Biden being our president. How you guys feeling? I feel like a weight off my shoulders. Man. I'm making money. <laughs> I'm making money. <laughs> oh man. And now the stock market is, you know, it's not bad right now. Um, as you can see, Vic, we both got some some money in some good places right now. Um, and it seems like it's in good hands. I mean, there's only so much you can predict as a president comes in. Um, there's a lot of responsibility. You know, half of the stuff that they have on their agenda really doesn't get passed until like their fourth year presidency. And they're going for their second term by then. So everything just gets reversed by the next president. So it's hard to do everything that you say that's going to be on the agenda. I mean, it all depends on what you view as level of importance. So some people are going to believe level of importance. Number one is going to be climate change or the other level of importance is going to be like student loan debt or um, another level of importance could be uh, I don't know, um, uh, minimum wage or like, you know, more jobs. And it's so hard because so many people have conflicting views within each other as to what's their importance. So it's so hard to pass anything, especially nowadays. And it's always been like that. But that's Timmy going to pass though. <laughs> 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 hey, I hope so because I haven't gotten one of the stimmies yet. So I hope the second one, all the dependents will, will get that fourteen hundred dollars. You know, I feel you, Vic. I haven't gotten one either. So oh, it's heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, all three of us haven't gotten one. But hey, remember, if anyone hasn't, when you do your taxes this year, you can still claim them. So make sure you you do less because that's eighteen hundred dollars right there. We're all gonna get. For our texts. Big bank. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I wanted to talk about a little bit of something since we've been getting into the stock game, Vic. And I'm going to start getting Mike into it because he seems very interested as well. Um, The one thing I noticed, man, I just came up with like a quick list when I was at work a couple days ago. And it's things I should have, I wish I learned in high school. Um, and I just, just a couple in mind right now that I have um, navigating the healthcare system. A lot of people at age 18, when they get out of high school, a lot of people just don't go to college. They go with their trade or they just, you know, they, they go on and, and start working. Navigating the healthcare system is so key because by the time you hit age 26, or if you don't want to be a part of your parents' insurance, or if you don't have insurance at all, I think that's so key to learn that that type of um, information. And a second one before you guys have your takes on that is um, financial, like literacy in general. You know, uh, investing your money in the right places, um, not being afraid of debt in that sort of way. Um, knowing on how to navigate your money, your, your bank accounts, your, um, how are you going to build multiple streams of incomes? I, I don't know why that isn't a foundational piece in high school when that's going to be the rest of your life. 
Yeah, I mean, my my biggest issue, right, is that, like, just like you said, we were never taught at a young age how to be adults, right? You know, I think I started working when I was, like, 16, right? If someone would have told me, hey, Vic, why don't you take $5 off each check you made when you were 17, whatever, working at Kmart, right? Why don't you put five bucks every check and put it in the stock market, you know, and just put it in there, you know, and, and just, just leave it. Right. Even if, even if it's in the right and you're losing money, just leave it in there, you know, from all those years till now, that's so much money that was lost because no one ever tells you about financial stability and what you can do to be financially stable. And it's really disappointing that you can find that out from strangers and not from people who are supposed to be educating us because in all sincerity, they're really not even educating us because they don't tell us about 401ks. They don't tell us about um, life plans. They don't tell us about insurance that you have once you're 25, right? They take you off your parents' insurance. They don't tell you anything. Yeah, I think it's 25 or 26. Yeah, yeah. They don't tell you shit. Yeah. Once you're 18, then everything's thrown at you, and you're just like, "What am I gonna do with all this?" And you have no main, no, you have no means of being financially stable. You don't know how to save money. You don't know about the stock market. You don't know how to make money. It's it's just I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, that can definitely be a scary uh, place for someone, you know, experiencing that for the first time. Um, especially like if you're an only child or something like that and your parents are really pushing for you to be independent um, mm-hmm. no knowledge of what's actually coming. Um, but I want to go back to what you said, Vega, about the healthcare and like learning more about that. Um, Cause I was thinking like mm-hmm. most people tend to just jump on their parents' insurance and stay on it until they're like 25, 26. That's the, probably the easiest route to go. Um, mm-hmm but between 18 and 26 or 25, I mean, that's like, what's that like seven years that you can learn about the healthcare system. So when you finally get out or when you finally get your first job or they offer you all these packages that you can get, you know, the HMO, the healthy saver, all this crap, um, you actually know what it means, you know, and it's, it takes a lot more than just having insurance in the past to know about insurance and how to navigate health insurance. It's so tricky as, all of us know. I mean, we're all in healthcare, so. Um. Yeah, think about it. Just for us to try to explain it, or just try to understand it, just us, and we all have a healthcare background. It's hard to explain. Think about the average human being who doesn't even understand those acronyms or how to make it simple. It. You're not thinking about it. Why should you worry about it? And we work in these environments every day, and we still can't even describe what is going on in healthcare. I've learned more about yeah. health insurance. Yeah, it's because TikTok. it's so complex. TikTok has taught me more about health insurance than anyone else has, okay? I saw something on TikTok that... Are you one of them possible? dancing nurses? Nah, hell no. You, you won't see me doing that in no, in no storage room. <laughs> Mike might know about this, but I saw on TikTok, TikTok? that when you get a hospital bill... Um, you know, if you're not able to pay that bill, um, hospitals have, like, this chart that they base on, like, what you make money on. And 
you know, they'll, they'll be able to like deduct that and then you'll, you'll have to pay like a smaller amount. Or if you can only pay a dollar a month, the hospital still has to take that money. And I'm talking about nonprofits. I'm not talking about private. Yep. That hospital has to take that monthly payment. So then you won't have to go into um, collection. So that doesn't affect your credit score. So little thing, if you have a medical bill and you don't have a lot of money, just pay a dollar a month. So that doesn't go on your medical bill. Um, and then eventually you might be able to even write it off um, because the hospital somehow there's like this chart or whatever that that is possible. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking Lawrence about, Vic. It's a specific Lawrence policy. Lawrence General has it because I Googled mm -hmm. it. You Google it, and there it is. It's like financial assistance, and then there's like a range of like well, how much money you're in, like the poverty level or whatever, and then they'll take that off your bill. Mm -hmm. But no, they don't tell you that. You have to look it for it yourself. Oh, they're never going to tell you that. Exactly. Uh, no. They're never going to tell you that. Oh. There's a nice... There's a nice healthcare uh, podcast that Mike actually told me about. Vic. You definitely should check, check it out. It's called uh, The Business of Healthcare. Who's and it's this doctor, bro. And he's basically dissects everything that you can literally, like, think of what's wrong with healthcare, the business of healthcare. And Mike made a really good point about um, how healthcare should be like food menus, like everything should be laid out to you right there. It's going to cost like this X, Y, and Z. This is what your cost is. Like it, it should become almost like sales. Like it should almost have a competition. All these hospitals like, Hey, who's got the best price. Hey, come to you us. You know why that doesn't work though? That why? doesn't work because hospitals are shady because they want to make more money off you. So they don't want to list everything out. A, B, C, D. Exactly. They want to put everything A, X, W, T, Y. They want to put everything in. Isn't that ethically wrong, though? It is, but. But what? They're going to make you work for it. I mean, not necessarily. Yeah, but how I do. I think it's more. How do you. Wrong. How do you. How do you. Uh, wrong. How do you. How do you expose it then? There really is no way because they're offering a service. If you're sick, you're going to go to hospital. You're not going to check, oh, let me see, let me make sure that this hospital has the best policies for me. No, for sure. I, go. I know what you mean. You're just going to go, but they should lay out a price for you as to how much it costs before you get hit with the bill, don't you think? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, should know, I mean, you should know what a knee replacement at this hospital should cost you, you know, and then you should know what a knee replacement at this hospital should cost you, and then there should not be a difference between the two prices, but usually across the entire country, we see up to like $80,000 in the difference between this surgery to that surgery. Um, there's actually a really interesting study that one of the professors at the school, one of the master's programs over at um, University of Texas at Dallas, that's where that um, business healthcare podcast comes from. Um, and the professor had all the students call different hospitals to get three estimates for a hip replacement. And all the students either didn't get an answer, they were given different numbers, or they were just not able to speak with anyone about the about the question. So, right, because they're, they're being shady. Yeah, they're, they're definitely being they're shady. Being shady. So, I mean, if that Bro, isn't if that isn't evidence enough, like you you can a do hospital that anywhere around the world. 
a hospital can get Tylenol for 25 cents, right? But they're going to charge you $100 for one tablet when they get the whole container for a dollar. But they're going to charge insurance 200 for it. Isn't that crazy? That's the shadiness. Yeah, and then on the other, the insurance company doesn't even reimburse them $200. No, they'll give them like 50 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) crazy. (laughs) The insurance company (laughs) the people that are stealing from us. Right? Like, it's so weird, right? Because the hospital's like, yeah, this costs 200 Insurance is like, no, that actually costs $10. And then they charge us 200 It's like, what? what's bro, going I'd on here? I'd rather go to CVS like, and pick it up for a dollar, bro. Like, they're pulling so many strings. <laughs> they're pulling me? so many strings. Like, it's, it makes you happy. And no one, no, no one realizes it. No one realizes it. Because no. for some reason, no, yeah. we can't question the healthcare system. Like, we question everything else. We've seen it all year. We've been questioning the government authority. So why can't we question the healthcare system now? I think they're the next they're the next people in the sites right now. I swear, man. But the thing is, I don't. It's so hard because they're, they're the so next bubble to be there. burst. Yeah, they but really that bubble has it's a lot of protection, though. That that bubble is a dangerous bubble, though. Because if you pop that bubble, won't everything else go down into shambles? Well, everything like what? I don't know, because like, like you would say, like insurance companies feed pharmas, pharmaceutical companies, pharmaceutical companies feed off hospitals, and they feed off people, and then people feed off insurance. It's like it's like a weird loophole that like that'll never fix until like we have a universal healthcare system, because. It's like one's gonna crash, and they're all gonna crash at the same time. Well, I mean, if if that's the case, and we're just gonna have to see it coming. I mean, if we're if we're attacking it, you know, hypothetically speaking. But I mean, with with that, we're gonna have to see the rise of something else, and hopefully, it's a better overall system. But yeah, because at the end of the day, it is finance, bro. Because a lot of these places, like the CEOs of these companies, don't even know what's going on in finance. The CFO are usually like the evil ones. I don't want to say that like most heartedly for all of them, but like that's usually the evil side. It's the finance side. You know, they're the ones making, you know, the charges and whatnot. Half the time they go and interview these CEOs at these hospitals and they're like, I didn't know that. I mean, they could be obviously lying too that they didn't know that, but um, they always have some type of like connection with meetings and with their other executive team members. But it's just interesting to me that you have all these institutions like Mike was saying, but then you have this massive loophole. But that's capitalism. They literally, the healthcare system perfected capitalism in the most evil way possible. Kind of like how you have these companies like Tesla and Amazon who can file their taxes in Dominican Republic or Sweden because they can't. It's, it, it's a loophole and it's, it, there's no, it's like an unwritten rule. So it, that's what you're battling against unwritten rules that says, well, nothing tells us we can't do it. So we're going to do it. But I mean, the thing is like, based on that, like then you, you, you shouldn't like be upset by that happening right because like for example if you own a company you can spend 50 grand mm-hmm. on, a, on a new truck and you can write that off on your taxes so you don't have to pay that off right 
and that's just like the mm-hmm. red tape that's in the world that like you can just be a little snake and not pay your taxes so mm-hmm. someone sees that they're like why am i not going to take advantage of that i guess you know i guess it comes to the whole moral standpoint for both ends you know you're gonna if when you're gaining that much wealth you're hurting the lower class individuals and when you're putting so much the same thing goes for healthcare when you're putting so much money into the hands of these people who are making these crazy markups it's only going to affect the poor so everything evil in capitalism is a direct correlation of affecting the poor immediately and it's not it doesn't take a couple like days it literally happens boom right there <laughs> and you can't do nothing about it it sucks i mean the thing is like i know you say it a lot but money is never going to be something that has like a morality or like the ethics behind it because no yeah it what's won't driving ever. money what, what driving money is the influence of capitalism the influence of being wealthy the influence of what money evil capitalism capitalism yeah. can work but again it's the moral aspects it can work but every if you think about it a lot of these uh, if you think about it that's what ruins socialism it's power hungry individuals yep so any type of structure is ruined by evil mor- morals or uh, power hungry individuals Reed. a lot of these systems and structures can work we just have a lot of individuals in the world worse <laughs> to say fuck the world and <laughs> you know what i mean it's weird yeah it's sad to see it honestly you think and you think to yourself and you're like all right how am i going to combat this and again uh, these teachers who are teaching you in high school they, all, they know all this shit is happening and they go and say, we're into these little kids, these little 14, 15, 16 year olds go and find out how fucked up the world is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other things in high school where you could have learned, bro. And like, you know, like I mean, at the same time, I feel it like- should be like taxes. You know what I mean? Understanding taxes, understanding simple financial thing, how to budget. That's a huge one, bro. How to budget? What? I'm just learning now still on how to budget. I'm we're what, 24 years old? 23, 24 years old? That's wild. You should be able to know these things earlier. For sure. But over time, as like the generations progress, I feel like as a, as a society, we're getting smarter, hopefully. Um, so I, I think that maybe... <laughs> Learn. That's what uh, Vic said. That's what Vic said, and I'm like, you mean are you sure we're getting smarter? <laughs> I mean, I'd say like what we're learning now in high school was was more than maybe 50 years ago, 60 years ago, obviously. So who knows? Like maybe in the next 30, sure. 30 years, within our own lifetime, like maybe our kids or grandkids will be learning things that like we would never have imagined to learn. I don't know. Maybe they'd learn like rocket science in high school or some shit. <laughs> Not legit, bro. I agree with they you. More Most like, heartedly. They should teach more moral and ethically right classes to younger kids, I believe. Maybe. I don't know. Does that mess with their 
Oh, that's how that's how you uh, diminish the whole evil, hungry people, huh? <laughs> kind of weed them out early. Yeah, if everyone's looking at the same right and wrong, I mean, I'm not saying that the people that are power hungry and ruin all the capitalism and socialism aren't right, but they're probably their right is just not the same right as us, and it's actually wrong in our eyes. Yeah, that's true, bro. And, the, and it comes down to sociology, bro, and how we, how we treat others in society. We all have a different view of what's right and what's wrong. Damn, that's a great point. Shit, I'm going to have to go tweet that. Fuck. That's why socialism oh, right. comes to majority rules. I mean, if more, if more people are thinking the wrong idea and you are the only one with the true right idea, <clears throat> that's, that's pretty much the end of that. Mm. So who's to say we're actually right and they're actually wrong? Yep. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that, that's a big question. Me, you know what's crazy? Vic, Vic, Vic and I had Alex on the podcast and we were talking about like your own personal reality. And that's so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way you perceive the world around you, so, the colors and all that. We're not all. Yeah, living. no, it's it's ridiculous. We're not all living in the same world. It's like a, it's a scary thing to realize that. Yes, and so also scary. a lot of people have to realize when they're when they're put into this world, they're already at a disadvantage or an advantage. So, yeah, that's you're battling so many things as you come into this world and you navigate through it. You can't. So it's interesting. I like that a lot. You got three heads on you. <laughs> but Mike, truthfully, and and I, this is a credit to you. I, I remember you saying it to me um, a couple of weeks ago. Is that like there's only so much you can do to change another human being? So when you are so like focused on in that and try to change everybody, you lose yourself. So. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people who go into things that create change. They go in with it in good intentions and they come out this brainwashed or like, you know, evil person from what people perceive. And again, biased as much as you can, you know, as well. Or unbiased, biased. Yeah, unbiased. Unbiased Unbiased as possible, yeah. And that's one of the hardest things to do because you can be easily influenced by so many other things that are around you. When you lose yourself. Yeah, those insecurities and weaknesses is what people know how to target. Oh, here's another one. I just thought of another one where you should learn in high school. How to negotiate. (laughs) That's a big one, I feel like. How to bargain. Yeah, like basically, like you know, how to negotiate a salary, how to negotiate an inter- interview, how to, how to conduct into an interview. You know what I mean? 100%. So, this is just things that, hey, you know what? It's crazy. It all draws back to financials, right? We're all going back to that big word of financial, and it, there's not much we can change from it because um, there's already a system set in place and there's a structure to it. Whether you find the loopholes, you don't. You try to find your way to be successful. 
but what's crazy to me is that these people weren't even on the radar of being like top 10 billionaires in the world end up becoming the top billionaires in the world right now as a, as a result of the pandemic. I know I sent Vic a, a graphic. I'll send you it, Mike. I'll show you it. Um, it's a graphic of Elon Musk just making his rise to the richest man in the world. That wealth what, gap, what the, bro, is getting is worse Elon and worse. Doing, bro? What, what the hell did Elon do, bro, in six months? That he passed. I, Jeff Bezos, I don't know, what, what is he bro. Doing, bro. I don't know. Wait, so Elon like, you see the richest man in the world? Yeah, Elon's the richest man, but all he's doing is selling. Yeah, he's the richest and man making, in the world. <laughs> um, things. I'm making shit. Work. Oh, What's so stupid. SpaceX. Well, yeah, doing SpaceX too. Yeah, there's a specific graphic, Mike, that I'm gonna show you. Uh, I sent it to Vic. But uh, hundred and eighty-five billion dollars. Dollars. How did he do that? How? What is he doing, bro? Teslas aren't that expensive. That's what I'm so confused about. Hmm. That's some shady shit. And it's not like everyone out there. Again, yeah. Like what? I don't know. I don't know how he got this money. This is make and it's and that graph you're gonna send Mike. What about those other no individuals sense. too? Dude, were you looking no. at the other individuals too, Vic, in that graph? Well, I mean, some of them, like Bill Gates. Like I just don't. I know think it was one yet. from like yeah. China. I think. Yeah, the Chinese. The dude, dude from China wasn't even on the radar, bro. That man went up so fast. Well, it says it right there because they get rich by. By like inflation. Which doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Yeah, but what what does inflation even mean, though? I never understood that word. Actually, I want to. I, I should have learned what inflation meant in high school. Exactly. That's and what I should call this pandemic. episode. What I what I what I should have learned in high school. A great example of how asset <laughs> inflation benefits the wealthy, whatever that means. Asset price inflation. Like they're getting rich off poor people. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, but isn't uh man, there's a saying about inflation. Um something about bro, it. Yeah, how but, this dude yo, go from when, when we grow old to two hundred billion <laughs> in a year during the pandemic. <laughs> Less than a year, bro. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you you also have to think about it. The, the whole word inflation, right, is when people get more greedy for money. That's how I see it. Well, pe- like people in what sense? Like like me, you, or like government people? Just everyone in general, yeah, who want more money. So isn't that what's been happening past couple of years. I mean, everyone's been asking for, you know, $15 minimum rent or minimum rent, minimum wage. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I don't mind that. I don't mind that $15 rent for, for, for an apartment. I like inflation. I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> That's a tweet. That's a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you, and then nice you also you. have to think about too. But what happened? <laughs> <laughs> they about to die if he tweets that. Somebody's gonna shoot him. <laughs> the, the government's coming for you. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I mean, overall, man, I just wish I learned a lot more shit in, in my younger life. But you know what? You never, you never could just dwell back on the past that much. But I just like to sit back and reflect and wish I knew certain things and at a lot earlier age. You know what I mean? Especially investing during the pandemic. What? Oh, my God. That's a big one right there. I mean, hey, we're still sure. younger, in our younger years. So, I mean, who's to say we can't learn all that shit now and just kill it? Yeah. And you go and kill it in the 30s and 40s. Absolutely. Well, I mean, there it is right there. Um, Michael, thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate it. As always. Thank you for having me once again. I hope I didn't offend anybody. I hope I can come back on sometime. Nah, never, never <laughs> It's just the truth. Always a space. It's space, your space. truth. It's, it's our truth. Hey, what an end of the episode. World. Damn, Vic with that we clock all, talk. We all see the world in a different hey. headspace. A different headspace. <laughs> well, Vic, this was, this was fun. We always have fun. Um, I think this is episode 40. Yeah, I think this is episode 40 already, so... I think for 41, I want to talk more 40, politics. 41 around there. I, I need some things to get off my head. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about Biden. <laughs> to, the, to the person, to the person who, who just was talking so much shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. All right, yo. Peace out. Till next time, y'all. Peace out.